Let's look at Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 1. Uh, we're beginning a series called Seasons. Seasons. Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1 says, For everything there is a season, and a time for every activity under heaven. So a season equals a period of time. It helps me as I pass through life to look at life through the lens of seasons. You know, it's probably possible for you and I to be at different seasons at the same time. Some good, some bad. Sometimes they can be a mixture, right? Yeah. Now, sometimes we find ourselves in an undesirable season. But what we must do is remind ourselves that this is just a season. Because, in fact, how we relate and deal with the seasons of our life will determine the quality of our lives. So I'm encouraging here this morning, don't allow your current challenges to become permanent fixtures in your life. Because if you do that, you'll surrender your hope. And when hope is gone, faith has nothing to work with. You know, in Proverbs 13, it says that hope deferred makes the heart sick. The message says that unrelenting disappointment leaves you heart sick, but a sudden good break can turn your life around. Amen? Amen? One of the things that the Lord ministered to me, and this, this series is going to take longer than one week, but one of the things the Lord ministered to me is that not only are we in a season of stirring ourselves up, but we are also in a season of suddenlies. We're in a season of suddenlies, just like on the day of Pentecost, when suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. That suddenly brought the Holy Spirit into that upper room and filled them with the Holy Ghost and they left that place and they changed the world. Amen? The Spirit of the Lord spoke, uh, ministered this to me. Not only are we in a season of suddenlies, but we're also in a season of immediatelies. You know, there was a woman that was bowed over for 18 years. She couldn't even lift herself up. But Jesus saw her in that case and he said, Woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. And the Bible says immediately she was made straight and glorified God. I mean, how many of you are open to suddenlies? Amen. I don't like to look at it as a good break. I'm looking at it God's favor, good favor going before you. And suddenly things being changed. Suddenly the landscape of your life looking like days of heaven upon the earth. Look at your neighbor and say, we're in a great season, a season of suddenlies. So now I want to encourage you, don't surrender your hope. Stand against despondency. Declare to these things that come against you, you're not going to move me. And I'm not going to miss my new season just because this season seems to be lingering. It's really important that you and I recognize and have understanding of the times and of the seasons. Another thing that the Lord ministered to me is we are in the time, we are in the season of the Lord's soon return. I mean, you can see it all around you, but you can look in the Word of God and you know that it's a season where soon and very soon the trumpet's going to sound and we are going to see the King. I thought you'd be encouraged by that. <laughs> Glory to God. So keep your eyes on Him. And don't get stuck in a temporary season. 
See, some people miss their new season because they miss their exit. How many of you ever missed your exit on 880 or 680 or 80? I mean, you meant to go to San Francisco, but be honest, you ended up in Berkeley. You know, that's kind of funny, naturally speaking, but it's not so funny, spiritually speaking, when you miss your exit or take the wrong exit and end up in a place where you shouldn't be with the wrong people in the wrong places. Oh, I know I'm preaching really good right now. Stay in the right lane. Keep your eyes open. Keep your eyes on the map of God's Word. And this Word will steer you on the right paths of your life. Now, a season can be lengthened or it can be shortened. And many times it's really up to us. You know, a trip from the wilderness, they studied it out. If they were to go from where they were to where that God wanted them to be, it would only take nine and a half days. You know how long it took them? It took them 40 years. And in those 40 years, they were groaning, they were moaning, they were murmuring, and they were complaining. You know what that tells me? Moaning, groaning, and complaining can extend a bad season. Well, if that can extend a bad season, oh, come on, somebody. Praising and rejoicing can put you on the fast track to go through quickly. You see, the fact of the matter is, they got out of a season in Egypt, but the season of Egypt was still in them. Say it to me, I'm coming out. So we got a lot to do with the duration of a season. When the devil comes along and tells you this is your life, no, you declare to him, this is not my life, for Jesus came that I might have life and have it more abundantly, and this is only for a season. See, a lot of people cope with a situation. I believe the word of the Lord is stop coping and get some deliverance. In Deuteronomy chapter 1, verses 6 through 8, in the New Living Translation. Now, Mount Sinai is also known as Horeb, H-O-R-E-B. And Horeb means the parched or burnt region. So, it says here in verse 6, When we were at Mount Sinai, the Lord our God said to us, You have stayed on this mountain. (laughs) Everyone says it's been long enough. Here's what God says. It's time to break camp and move on. Now the translation says, on your way now, get moving. You'll never go from one season to another season if you're lethargic and lazy. There must be some movement. Amen? That's all I'm going to say about that. All right. It says, go to the hill country of the Amorites and to all the neighboring regions, the Jordan Valley, the hill country, the western foothills, the Negev and the coastal plain. Go to the land of the Canaanites, Lebanon, all the way to the great Euphrates River. Look, I'm giving you all this land to you. Go in and occupy it. Another translation says, now go in and take it. Amen. Go in and take it. F.F. Bosworth said in his book, Christ the Healer, you and I have been given the faith that takes. 
The faith that takes what? The faith that takes what God has graciously provided for all of us. For them, it was a land of promise. For you, it is going into your season of wealthiness. It's going into your season of abundance. It's going into your season of peace that passes all understanding. Go in and take it. For it is the land the Lord swore to your fathers, ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and to all their descendants. Now here's what I've discovered. Coming out of a season oftentimes is progressive. The longer that you've been stuck in a season, the longer it may take to get out. But I sense the Spirit of the Lord saying to you today that He wants you, He wants me to overcome all the challenges that we face. Because, folks, for every problem, there is a promise. There is a promise for you. Believe it. Speak it. Act on it. And receive the, pro- the promises of God. Realize that this season you may be in is subject to change. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17 and 18, it says, For our light affliction which is but for a moment. You know, the things that we're going through, the things that we face, they're subject to change. But it says, It worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of what? So when the glory of God comes to you in your season, you can just know this, that what you're going through is light, and God's going to take you through, and your future will be bright. Say with me, my future is ever so bright. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding eternal way to glory. While we look at the thing, while we look not at the things which are seen. I want to say it like this in the context of the message. The things that are seen are our current season. But we look at the things which are not seen. The things which are not seen, amen, are as our next season. Then he goes on to say, the season that you're going through is only temporary. In other words, it is subject to be changed. And that's good news. Anybody ever been through a difficult season? And at the end of this season, you're thinking, whoa, man, I'm glad that's over. I'm sure the cellar dwellers in the Major League Baseball right now, the Kansas City Royals, the Texas Rangers, who got about 50 wins and 105 losses, I'm sure they're going to be glad when the season is over. Anybody ever been happy a season is over? I was happy when kindergarten was over. Hallelujah. (laughs) We had a party when high school was over. All right. The things that are not seen, they are eternal. And here's what faith does, ladies and gentlemen. Faith reaches into your next season. Don't let fear hold you back in your current season. Rise up, child of God. Get in faith. Speak to the mountain. And reach into your next season. I'm looking at a congregation of winners, not whiners. I'm looking at a congregation that is going to make it in Jesus' name. Now, the Lord gave me some things that I just want to share with you today. The Lord uh, showed me different kinds of seasons that uh, we go through. Um, For example, there's like seasons of preparation, right? 
you know, one of the questions that we need to ask ourselves, and I'm sure that God asks us, are we really prepared for the things that God has prepared for us? You know, over there in Corinthians, the Bible talks about, eye has not seen, neither has ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them. But God has revealed them to us by His Spirit. So that's one area that we want to take a look at at another time. Listen, I just want you to know, God's got some awesome things prepared for you. But you've got to be ready. We can't just be sitting around waiting for something to change. Sometimes before we can get into our new season, we need to make some changes. Uh-oh. But what I want to address this morning, the Lord gave me six things. Look at your neighbor and say six things. Somebody just said, really? Six? We won't be out of here until 105. No, stay in faith. Six things. Now, these things are elementary, but sometimes the elementary things, if we don't act on them and really take them to heart, those are the things that can trip us up. Amen? So we don't want to have the kind of attitude, well, I've heard this before, because faith doesn't come by having heard. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Amen? And not only that, the seed may have been planted, but how many of you know the seed needs to be watered in order for it to grow? If you want to experience increase in your life, take that seed, water it, cultivate it, and let God give the increase. Amen. So these seasons that I want to address today, the best way I could describe it would be this. Perhaps you're in a time of testing, that you're standing against something, or maybe you're standing for something, okay? Number one, here's what the Spirit of the Lord gave me. Leave the things you may not understand in His hands. Leave the things you may not understand in His hands. And always stay on God's side. The devil will tempt you to think ill of your heavenly Father. But I discovered that every good gift cometh from above. And God is good, not only in a good season, but He's good when I'm going through it. Because goodness and mercy is going to follow us. Always stay on God's side. Let me encourage you. Can I encourage you today? I want to encourage you to stop complicating your life by trying to figure everything out. Anybody ever been there? That's why he says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. So number one, leave the things you may not understand Leave them in His hands. Let's do that right now. Heavenly Father, I put this in Your hands. There's a lot of things that I don't understand. But I'm staying on Your side. Because I know You're on my side. I'm staying with You. Because I know You're with me. I'm for You. Because You are for me. That'll help you right there. Number two. In all seasons that you are in, always trust in a faithful God. He has a proven track record of faithfulness. I mean, just look where you were and look where you're at now. You don't want to think too much on where you were. But we want to rejoice on where He's brought us. 
He not only brought you out, but he also brings you in. Amen. Amen. He not only delivered you from the power of darkness, but he brought you into the kingdom of the dear son of his love. Amen. Now here's the good news. God's not finished yet. There's more things he wants you to bring in, bring you into. Amen. Woo. He's faithful. You know, we could have revival for the next 20 minutes on the faith. I need about 400 of you, 300 of you, just for the next 20 seconds to rejoice because God's faithful. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. God is faithful. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. See, the Lord says more. Hallelujah. You've just gone through another door, but the Spirit of the Lord says, oh, there's so much more. Hallelujah. Faithful am I who called you, who will also do it, and who will also perform it. My eyes are on you all. The eyes of the Lord are running to and fro throughout this whole congregation today. And he desires to show himself strong on your behalf. And what he is look what a faithful loyal God is looking for, he's looking for a faithful loyal son. He's looking for a faithful and loyal daughter. Say it me, I am faithful. I am like my father. I am faithful and I shall abound with the blessings of God. Come on, five seconds. Let's give God glory. Hallelujah. Woo! Glory. Hallelujah. Faithful. There's no temptation taking us, guys. But such as is common to man. But God is faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above the ability that is given you. But will with the temptation always make a way of escape. Back to our homily. Hallelujah. In all seasons... Trust in a faithful God. And listen, I need to remind myself of that. When the heat is on, and the pressure's on, and I'm feeling it, like you feel it, when the squeeze is on, we've got to bring to our remembrance wow, he did this last year, he'll do it again. He'll do it again. See, the Bible says, don't forget any of his benefits. It's a temptation to let things slip. And here's what Lamentation says in 3, 2, 1, 1. This I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. All week long, one of your assignments is recall his faithfulness. It is of the Lord's mercies that I'm not consumed, because his compassions fail not, 
They are new every morning. Everyone say those last three or four words four times. Great is thy faith. Come on, three more. Two more. Great is thy faithfulness. One more. Here's what I hear in my spirit. The hand of the Lord is upon you. The hand of the Lord is upon you. The hand of the Lord is upon you. Whoo, the hand of the Lord is upon me. Glory to God. Oh, I need his hand. How about you? Number three, rest. Rest. Now, don't get too sleepy right now. In Hebrews 4, 3, it says, For we which have believed do enter into rest. The door into rest is believing. Somebody says, Pastor Mark, that's great, that's wonderful. I'm not in rest. That means you're not in faith. But it's as easy for you to get back in faith as it was for you to get out of faith. You just make that little adjustment. Amen? I believe. Therefore, I am in rest. Here's what Psalm 116 verse 7 says. Return unto thy rest. For the Lord hath dealt bountifully with me. Return. If you've departed, return. Quoting, Therefore my heart is glad, and my glory rejoiceth. My flesh shall also rest in hope. When you believe, you rest, and it can affect your flesh. Resting in hope. And then quoting, Psalm 37, verse 7, Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him. I read something by Joyce Meyer the other day. I love Joyce, don't you? Man, the older she gets, the better she gets. My goodness. And I quote, God wants us to trust Him and rest. I call this being supernaturally relaxed because in the natural, or naturally speaking, it's not easy to do. But when God adds His super to our natural, we end up with a supernatural rest in Him. Oh, let God put His super on your natural and experience rest. Number four, patience. Number four, patience. This is how you conduct yourself in an undesirable season or when you're standing for something or standing against something. Amen? How many of you are believing for something? How many of you are standing against something? How many of you are doing both? Raise both hands, both feet, wiggle your toes, and shout glory. <laughs> I mean, when they open up the dictionary for the word standing, your picture's right there. Amen? That's what we do. We stand. Stand strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. So patience. The scripture is Luke 21, 19. It says, when you're patient, then your soul won't go off on you. But when you're patient, your soul will stay intact. In other words, you'll remain stable in your mind, your will, and your emotions in an unstable season because you've employed patience in your life. Does that make sense? Now, Hebrews says it this way. Don't cast away your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. One translation says there is a compensation of reward if you will stay true. 
Verse 36, and I want you to read it with me in Hebrews 10. Read it with me. Ready, read. For you have need of patience, that after you have done the will of God, is there a promise to receive? But is there patience to employ? Amen. Now, I used this illustration a little earlier. I grew up in Minneapolis, Minnesota, where winters lasted a long time. Anybody grow up in, in Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa, or Nebraska? All right, there's Mark right there. Praise the Lord. So you guys know about winters. Don't tell me it's cold out here when it gets 35 degrees. Just, just don't go there with me. I'm a veteran Minnesota boy. Anyway, when you get 50 below windshield, that's cold. But... Uh, I liked winters especially when we'd have blizzards. Because blizzard meant no nuns that day. <laughs> nothing against nuns, nothing against the Catholic Church, but the nuns I had in grade school, they was mean. <laughs> and I'm still getting healing for my emotions over it. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> anyway. So, man, March 1st would hit, and whew, man, we'd get happy. It's 42 degrees. Wow. And then March 15th would come. Ooh, it's 45 degrees. And then April 1st, April Fool's Day, it's 55 degrees. It's sunny. The icicles are melting off the house. The snow is turned into smirt, which is dirt and snow. And we're thinking, whoo, spring is on its way. Oh, spring is on its way. See, we're being patient. Spring is sprung, then suddenly an Easter blizzard. And sometimes that's the way it goes. You're on the three-yard line. And you're in the red zone. The heat zone. The fiery test is burning. But Jesus is your quarterback. And he's calling an audible. And he's saying, now son, I want you to take this handoff. And I want you to go off the left tackle. And I want you to go into the end zone because... Your day of a new season is coming. And so you're down there in the red zone. Jesus calls the audible. He hands the ball off to you. And you reach and you hit about three tackles and a guard. And they got you in a hold. But behind you comes the rest of your teammates. And they're pushing you through. Just like they did Marshawn Lynch the other day. I'm telling you what, God's got an army. God's got a people that'll help you go from one season to the next. Amen. Is this making any sense at all? Whoo! It's a new season. You get into that end zone, don't do the dances they do. Don't embarrass yourself. 
by thinking, hey, look at me, I did this, I did this. No, look at him. To God be the glory. We scored a touchdown. We're in a new season. Amen. Number five. Hold fast the confession of your faith. Hold the line. In Hebrews 4.14, it says, We got a great high priest. He's in heaven. And he's saying, Son, daughter, I'm the captain of your salvation. I've already seen this. I know the plays. I've already been there and I've already done that. And I've been there and I've done that for you. Now, all I want you to do is you simply take what I've spoken about you. And I want you to open it and read it and hold fast to it. Hold fast the confession of your faith. By his stripes I am healed. My God does supply my need. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I feel weak, but you said, Lord, let the weak say, I am strong. So, Lord, I hold fast. I am strong. I am strong. Say it with me. I am strong. I'm strong in the Lord. And in the power of His might. I'm going from strength to strength. Hold fast. See, the enemy wants to keep you in that other season. There's a tug of war. But you hold the rope of God's word. And you just keep holding fast. And you fight the good fight of faith. For a good fight is a fight that has been won and that you just walk in. Because say it with me, I am a winner. Let us, what do you say, Heart of the Bay? Let us hold fast the confession of our faith without wavering. Because He is faithful. He's faithful that promised. And number six, decisions and declarations. How many of you know we pretty much do what we decide to do? And that our declaration enforces and reinforces our quality decisions? I'm encouraging you this morning to make a quality decision to leave an undesirable decision. Season. For I call to heaven and earth the record against you this day that I set before you life and death. Therefore, choose life. Say it with me. I choose life. For death and life are in the power of my tongue. One person said years ago, this is what a quality decision is. It's a decision about which there is no argument and from which there is no retreat. So a decision sets your course and determines your destination. I'm going to say it again. Your decision sets your course and determines your destination. Don't make a decision just for self-improvement. Make a decision for transformation. See, our life is composed of choices and constructed by words. Words frame worlds. Look at Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 3. The Word of God was spoken by God who is light. God who is light said light be. What happened? Light was. And then the God who is light gave us his word. 
And he said, now, son and daughter, the entrance of my word in your life, when you let it enter into your heart, what does it do? The entrance of my word gives you light. Now then, when God framed the world, he framed it out of the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. The same God who is light gave us his word, which is light. And this word is designed for us to believe and to speak and to act on and to live. And so when we take this word and we speak in the light and speak words of life and light, we can frame our world with the words of our mouth. Amen. Amen. Say with me in the name of Jesus. I choose life. I choose light. I choose to frame my world with the Word of God. Job says it like this, You all shall decide and decree a thing, and it will be established unto you. And the light of God's favor is going to shine upon your ways. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Ten seconds. Let's give God some glory. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You've been on this mountain long enough. Get up. Get moving. Go in and take. Go in and possess what God has possessed for you. Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So say this to me, Lord. I leave all the things... I may not understand in your hands. I will stay on your side. Lift one hand up to the Lord, your other hand on your heart, and say this in all seasons. I put my trust in you, for you are ever so faithful. And this morning I return to rest. I refuse unrest in my life. And by the grace of God, When I don't see things happen, when I'm still on the five-yard line, I will patiently endure. I will persevere. And in Jesus' name, I will be rewarded. Winter's almost over. Spring is knocking on the door. So I hold fast the profession of my faith. And I decide and I declare that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I decide and declare I can do all things through Jesus Christ which strengthens me. I decide and declare and act upon the word. I am more than a conqueror. Through him that loved me. I'm going out. I'm going up. Into a season of glory. A season of joy. A new season for me. A new season for my family. A new season for my body. A new season for my relatives. Come on somebody. Everyone shout new season. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Oh, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. This I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. Great is His faithfulness. Great is His faithfulness. He is a great God. As Pastor Tom comes to the piano, you know, I got done with that message in 36 minutes. You know what? That's a compliment to you because that's a big message condensed and you got it. Say with me, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. Woo, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We are now in a season of the Lord's return. But of the times and the seasons, brethren, you you have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say, and you hear this all around, peace and safety, then sudden destruction and travail like a woman with a child. And they shall not escape. This is talking about the second coming of the Lord. Before that happens, the rapture is going to happen. But you know, we're living in some pretty tumultuous days right now. But you, brother, you're not in darkness. That the day should overtake you as a thief. Why? Because we're children of the light. And we're children of the day. Not of the night, nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep. Stay stirred up, as do others. But let us watch and pray and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that are drunken are drunken in the night. But let us, who are of the day, let's be sober. Let's put on the breastplate of faith and love. Keep that helmet of salvation on and the hope of your deliverance. For God did not appoint you and I to wrath but to obtain salvation. And Paul writing to the church at Rome and said, and knowing the time, everyone say, I know what season it is. The Lord's coming back soon. Because you know the season, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. Shake yourself. Stir yourself. This is not a day to be on the sidelines of slumber spiritually. This is a day to be revived. It's time to awake out of sleep. Listen, for now is our deliverance nearer than we first believed. And then he goes on to say, The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness. And let us put on, come on somebody, the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting, not in drunkenness. You don't need no marijuana. You don't need nothing to get you high. You got the most high. Well, I just do that to relax me. Get in the presence of God. Not in chambering and wantonness and in strife and envying. But put you on the Lord Jesus Christ. And make no provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. We're in that time. Where God will separate the wheat from the chaff.
God will take home His own. I believe before the tribulation. But we want to make very sure that we are His own. And that we're not just kind of playing religious games. Not just kind of logging time and going to church and hearing an encouraging word. But we are sure that we are children of God. That we are in fact born of God. And that we are ready. That when the trumpet sounds. We shall not all sleep. But you and I. Who called on him. Shall be caught up. There's a great catching. There's a great catching. About to take place. When the robe is called up yonder, when the robe is called up yonder, when the robe is called up yonder, when the roll is called up yonder, will you be there? That's an old song that I didn't learn in Sunday school. But there's a book in heaven. It's called the Lamb's Book of Life. So every head bowed and every eye closed.